Hello and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast, your weekly roundup of the most interesting trends and developments in performing credit, stressed and distressed, restructuring and post-reorg in the European and CMEA markets. It's Tuesday, February 20th and I'm Andrew Ross. Coming up this week, we will discuss the latest on the ongoing cross-border restructuring of engineering firm McDermott. Then we will run through the key highlights from the primary market this past week. But first, we're going to discuss Sunning Group, the owner of the Italian football club Inter Milan, which is in active discussions with Oak Tree to extend a 275 million euro loan due this May. We are now joined by distressed debt editor Luca Rossi. Hi, Luca. You wrote a story on the Italian football club um, Inter Milan last week, and it was picked up by several media outlets. So, why don't you tell us what's been happening here? Hi, Andrew. Yeah, it was a it was a fun story to to write. So, what what happened is that Inter is owned by a Chinese multinational company called Suning Group, and three years ago right in the middle of the pandemic, Suning Group got a big loan from a US hedge fund called Oak Tree uh, because the football club needed cash. Um, this loan is a pretty chunky one. It's 275 million euros with a 12.5% interest. And it matures now in May. What's happening with this loan? So what we understood is that uh, Suning and its advisors, Goldman Sachs and Oak Tree are actively working on an extension of the loan, which seemed like a quite unlikely scenario up until a few months ago. Of course, if the loan is extended, it will have to feature different uh, sort of characteristics. So we have to reflect a different interest rates environment now, which with interest much higher than when the loan was raised in in 2021. Octree could ask for more guarantees. This is a secured loan and it's secured on Suning equity stake on Inter. So some of the dynamics and of the economics of the loan might change if it's extended. So if the loan is not extended, what happens afterwards? Well, if it's not extended and Suning proves to be unable to repay the loan, Octri takes over. Uh, this seems like a repetition of something that happened a few years ago. There was a Chinese entrepreneur called Yong Yong Li, who bought actually Inter's rival club, AC Milan. And uh, Elliot provided a big loan to uh, Mr. Yong Gong Li. This loan was not repaid. Actually, Yong Gong Li um, defaulted on some of the installments that um, he had to repay to Elliot, and Elliot took over the club. And a lot of people thought, well, Elliot is going to sell it immediately or try to sell it immediately, which didn't happen. Uh, it kept the club in its portfolio for over four years and then finally sold it to Redbird, which is a private equity fund. So a lot of people are thinking, what will 
Octree do if it takes over the club? Uh, again, market consensus seems to be around the fact that Octree will try to sell it immediately, so will not manage it, and that a lot of investment banks and some funds as well are already pitching Octree to find a solution when it takes over. But what's happening in China is quite unclear at the moment. There are people we talk to who think that Suning is talking to a lot of Chinese intermediaries to try to find a different solution. Of course, time is now very, very tight, so uh, something will have to happen very soon. Looks like Inter Milan has been on sale for a while. Why, why did Suning not manage to sell the club, in, in your opinion? That's a good question. So, yes, it seems like the club has been on sale for, for a while, uh, but Despite the results on the pitch, which are positive, uh, this year Inter is leading the Serie A table. Last year it reached the Champions League final. It lost it, but still it was a good, it was a good result. Um, Inter has a lot of debt. So if you look at uh, the latest report of FC Internazionale, Football Club Internazionale. It has over 800 million of payables, a liquidity which is around 100 million, and it reported an annual loss of 85 million in 2022-2023, which is an improvement from the previous loss of 140 million, but it's still a loss. So... This is one of the hurdles, I think, that a lot of interested parties find when they look at Inter and also the valuation of the club, which um, has been always pretty high. And it's been, of course, you know, what Suning would like to get if they decide to sell the club. Thanks, Luca. We're now joined by senior legal court reporter Connor Laval. Hi, Connor. Uh, US engineering firm McDermott is one of the largest restructurings ongoing at the moment. Can you bring us up to date um, on the recent developments? Hi, Andrew. Of course. So, McDermott is a truly cross border restructuring. The group is using an English restructuring plan and a Dutch scheme of arrangement to cut around 1.65 billion of unsecured debt. Uh, this is mostly uh, rising under arbitration claims but also to extend its secured debt maturities by three years. The English proceedings are almost complete. A six-day contested sanction hearing finished last week, um, and we think this is the longest of its kind ever, and a judgment is expected sometime later this week too. However, the Dutch case is ongoing. Both proposals will have to be approved by the respective courts for the other to take effect, so they're interconditional. The case is notable for the opposition of one unsecured creditor, uh, they're called Refikar, uh, a Colombian oil refiner, and unlike other dissenting creditors, they have so far declined to settle despite being offered a 20% stake in the group's parent company. And this is significantly higher than what, what they're being offered under the, under the plan. The English trial was notable for having settlement negotiations heard in real time in court rather than behind closed doors, as is typical. Refikar is clearly holding out for a better deal. Um, the plan company McDermott says that Refikar is simply seeking a ransom payment. 
Do you think Rafikar's uh, approach will be reflected in the Dutch court too? I think so. Rafikar has already challenged the jurisdiction of the Dutch court twice and was unsuccessful each time. The main difference between the English and the Dutch plans is that if Rafikar wants more equity, they're going to have to negotiate with the court-appointed restructuring expert, <clears throat> who is a, uh, a solicitor from Linklaters, rather than McDermott itself. The restructuring expert has already said the offer for a 20% stake in the restructuring group is fair, uh, as is a lower offer of an 11% stake in circumstances where Refikar does not settle. So we're going to have to wait and see. Thanks, Connor. We are now joined by Leverage Finance reporter Beatrice Mervolian. Hi, Beatrice. Can you take us through what's been happening in the primary market this past week? So this morning, um, car rental company Avis Budget launched 400 million euros of senior unsecured notes for debt redemption. Um, a specialty ingredients group, group Barents, is marketing an A&E of its Euro Term Loan B and a new dollar facility to be used for debt repayment. And equipment rental company Renta launched a 500, 550 million euro term loan B to, use for, to be used for term loan B extension and for the refinancing of the company's floating rate notes. Yesterday, um, vegetable spread manufacturer Upfield came to the market with it with a deal that was actually expected, had been expected for a while, which was the um, uh, term loan B add-ons, uh, which will be used to refinance the company's remaining 2025 debt stubs that were left over from the previous refinancing. Um, there are also um, still some loans being marketed from last week, um, including um, by specialty uh, seasoning provider Solina, telecom company Aircom, um, and cleaning services company Group Services France. Last week, um, visual content provider Getty Images pulled its euro and dollar loans. Um, sources said that the, the group may come back to the primary market in a quarter or two. Um, apparently, the, the, uh, the euro uh, tranche was uh, covered, books for the, the euro tranche were covered, but the dollar tranche in particular is thought to have struggled to gain traction with investors um, concerned about the impact of AI on the uh, on the company's uh, visual content generation business. Download Reorg's Leverage Loans and High Yield Bonds Wrap, available on reorg.com forward slash reports or through the link provided in this podcast description. More information on all the situations and events discussed in this podcast are available on our website reorg.com. We hope you can join us next week for another Reorg Europe podcast. Until then, have a great week and thank you very much for listening.